Welcome to the Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost. Yeah, so let's get to it. Well, welcome back to another podcast with Doug and Paula on living the radical Christian life. And it's fun to be back and uh, just discussing. And yeah. one of the things we've just been wrestling with is what is the radical Christian life? Yeah. We get that question all the time. Yes. Doug, you, you, we hear it. You named your podcast. What is the radical Christian life? And we yeah. love to tell people it's being fully committed to Jesus, no matter the call, no matter the cost. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It, it it really has defined our life. And, you know, I think Watchman Nee calls it the normal Christian yeah, life. Yeah, we wanted to name that. But There's a book he, called The Normal Christian Life, which Watchman is a great nee. book. No, yes. no, you can't. Yeah, um, if you don't plug, know who we're talking stop. about. Yep. Yeah. There's a man named Watchman Nee in China in the 1920s to 1950s who wrote a book called The Normal Christian Life. It's a great book. And what I love about him he suffered years in prison for his yes. faith. And in fact, yeah. when he died, they hurry up and burned his body so his wife could not come and get it and bury it. That's how much they hated his Christian witness, the, mm. the communists there. So yeah. anybody who yeah. lives out their faith and dies as a martyr or somebody, maybe yeah. we should listen to. There, so. There is a man who finished well. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And he lived fully committed to Jesus no he, matter the call. He did. No matter the call. So he it's did. not we're talking about the radical Christian life because we know all about it. No, we've yeah. watched people like him or read books from people like him that we've learned what it means to live the radical Christian life. We can pass it on to these yeah, people. Now. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be great if it was always the normal Christian life, but the reality is, and we've lived in environments and countries where people call themselves believers and maybe they follow nothing of the tenets of the faith. Mm. So when we use the, ra- the word radical, that's really what we're, yeah. we're saying, isn't it? Yeah. Because I love this saying I heard from, actually heard it from a TV preacher, but I'll steal it and kind of clean it up, make it better, and not ask for money while I'm saying it. But <laughs> he loves, Jesus didn't die on the cross to make your life broke, busted, and disgusted. Yeah, I say that all the do. time. But how many times yeah. have we met Christians in our 30, 40 years now of walking with Jesus mm. of their lives are messed up? Yeah. And, and you know, my favorite joke yeah. is, Tell your tell people you're of another religion. Don't tell them you're a Christian because you're making a terrible testimony of our Father. Because yeah, our Father yeah. is good in heaven and He takes yeah. care of His children. Yeah, and we want to help people understand. Yeah, that. and I mean, didn't He come to bring us joy? Mm-hmm. And we don't mean that everything's joyful. There's mm-hmm. hard walks. We've had a lot of hard stuff yeah. that we've walked through, and you know, life happens in the midst. But but we should be different. Yeah. We now we got pushback. Remember, people didn't want us to learn use the word radical. You know, don't use the yeah. word radical. And I'm like. Why? So we can just be another, I always say milk toast Christian. And like, what is milk toast? Well, take a piece <laughs> of milk. your age. Take, take a piece of toast and put it in milk and then eat it. And you'll understand how nasty that is. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of Christians yeah. who are nasty. They just don't live life the way they're supposed to. Yes. And their lives yeah. are messed up. And it makes, yeah. it brings, yeah. actually, I'm joking about it, but it really, it angers me and frustrates me. and makes me sad all in those emotions at once. And so yeah. uh, we want to help people. Live radically, and I use radically as counterculture. Yeah. Well, and you, I think you actually coined this phrase. I think you did. So I'm not sure. Maybe it was out there somewhere else. But we, a number of years ago, we started talking about the radical middle. Mm. Can you explain that? Because we came, we were 
you know, we talked in an earlier podcast about our testimony of not knowing Jesus and coming to faith before our senior year in high school, yeah. um, lived bad lives before that. Yeah. And then we went to a church was, which was an incredible church that taught us mm-hmm. a lot about the Bible, yeah. but then we were exposed to other things. Um, yeah. I, can you talk about it a little bit? Yeah. You probably communicate this a little bit well, better than yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't know that, but I've definitely thought about it a lot in the sense if you look at Christianity, Satan is not, I love what the Bible says, right? We're not ignorant of his schemes. Yeah. Satan. Or we shouldn't he, be. No, because he's consistent, yeah. okay? Yes. He's, cons- he's crafty and he's consistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, he attacked Adam and Eve the same way he attacked Jesus is the same mm-hmm. way he's going to attack us. And mm-hmm. so we have to be aware of this. And one of the things he loves to do is try to get you to be extreme. He tries to pull you to one extreme. So if you look yes. at the church, if you watch most churches, they're going to tend to want to go to one side. Mm. And we love them, call them, they're either going to become the fighting fundies. That's what we call them, the fundamentalist churches. And, you know, this is wrong and this is wrong. And, and instead of talking about Jesus, they're just talking about how bad things are and how wrong you are and how you need to, to clean up your act to, in order to make yourself presentable and before it, it God. it leads to legalism, exactly. doesn't it? Because, okay, yeah. I'm going to follow these rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it just becomes law-based religion. Yeah. It comes. Yeah. Then the other side is let's no law. We become the progressive Christians or liberal mm-hmm. Christians where we redefine what Christianity mm-hmm. is. We don't need to follow those rules of the Bible. We can mm-hmm. live how we want. And so mm-hmm. they start moving away from what the Bible says to what they say the Bible right. says. And there's a huge difference. Right. And I say, when I'm with my fundamentalist friends, I want them to think, man, that Doug and Paul, I don't know. They, they're starting to sound a little liberal to me. And when I'm with my progressive Christian friends mm-hmm. and they're like, man, that Doug and Paul, they're a fighting fundies. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Yeah. And then now within the Christian culture, the evangelical, so we still use that word even though it's not in. Um, Can you jump back for a minute there? Mm-hmm. Can you give an example of what you just said? Of when, like, okay, you want, you don't want us to define, to yeah. be defined well, uh, by yeah. either way. So we, but we, we follow the word of God and we're strong in the word of God. Yes. Like, oh, no, amen. we do not compromise so, on that. Yeah. So, so explain that a little bit. So the one, uh, I, I'm just going to come out and call out right now. If you lean that way, then uh, good luck. Define that for good us. Good luck. What do you and mean? It's, thank you. Because I always love to teach the first act of the mind, the first act of thinking is to understand words. So mm-hmm. thank you for uh, reminding me of that. You taught me that. So hey. <laughs> <laughs> Progressive Christians. Basically taking some parts of the word of God and living it, but not the full word of God. Mm. So picking and choosing. And Mm. a a great example of where a a liberal Christian is the classic case of when liberalism started to come in, the virgin birth. The Bible is very clear. Mm. There was a woman, she had never had sex with a man, and she became pregnant. Mm -hmm. It's not natural. It's a miracle. That is true. It is not natural. But these people come around and say, oh, we're Christians. We're followers of Jesus. But that's not true. Jesus wasn't really born that way. Mm. She was just a young maiden. She wasn't actually virgin. And Mm -hmm. No. So they redefine They the redefine words. because they don't like yeah. certain parts of the Bible. There are, are all verses in the Bible we want to cut out. Don't <laughs> yeah. come on. You have them. I have if them. If we're right? honest, yes. yes. We're going to struggle yes. with exactly. certain things. James 3.1. Let not many of you become teachers, for you shall yeah. incur a stricter judgment. Yes. Dang. I don't want that in my Bible because I know I'm going to stand in more judgment than others. Yes. Okay. But it's there and I have to deal with it. Liberal and progressive Christians don't want to deal with the hard things of the Bible. Nobody likes hell. If you like hell, you're probably destined for it. That's what I like to say (laughs) because you're a sick person who doesn't understand love and God is love and we should be loved. 
But to deny hell because we don't like it mm-hmm. is to literally contradict mm-hmm. what the word of God is clearly taught and church yeah. history is ter- clearly taught. And now these new Christians can redefine mm-hmm. what the Bible says. No, yeah. no, no. I have no patience yeah. with that. So I- What was that saying of that song? We had a friend who was a songwriter and he wrote a song and he said, Every generation okay. likes to think that no. they have discovered sex. No. Is that Every right? Every generation thinks they discovered sex. Okay. I'm the one who taught him that verse. <laughs> and he put it in that, that verse. That's not a Bible <laughs> yeah, verse. I was going to say, where is that <laughs> yeah, at? Yeah. Yeah. Don't go searching that in your Bible. Let's concordant. talk about liberal Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful things in the Bible I see. Things, things that, that are put, put there th- by you and by me. See? We are one. High five. Yeah. All right. Woo. Good one, hon. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I told I told him that saying I heard, and he put it into a song. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty. Every generation thinks they discovered sex. Mm-hmm. We have to come up with something new and novel yes. because these yeah. old, or we have to prove that we're academicians. Yeah, so and we're so smart. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're so open minded that they brain. You remember that old song? They're so open minded that their brain leaked out. Yeah, it's <laughs> a classic. Taylor. Yeah, yes. so throwback, nineteen eighties, <laughs> Christian punk. We love it. <laughs> I know. We've come a long way. Now, what we've come out of and what we were leaning more toward is fundamentalism. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a word I actually like because Mm -hmm. it was born out of the 1920s. Most people don't know this. Like, you're a fundamentalist. And sometimes I'll say, thank you. Yeah, I know. Because I I understand what that word means. You're ignorant, but I'm not. So there you go. No, that's prideful. There it goes. I just lost my reward in heaven. But anyway, no, I like, I know what that word means. It comes Mm -hmm. out of the 1920s when liberals were coming and pushing against the truth of Christianity, the Mm -hmm. fundamental truths. They wrote these series of articles, these evangelical Christians, on defending what they called the fundamentals of the faith. It yes. was called the fundamentals. The virgin birth, the inspiration of the Bible, divine inspiration of the Bible, the deity of Jesus Christ, mm. the second literal coming of Jesus for to return for his people. All major tenets of our faith. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And to die those, you're not a Christian. And so that's what we that's what I said. That's fine if you believe those things. Just don't call yourself a Christian because that's what the Bible taught. And that's what Jesus taught and believed. And so that's a whole separate podcast we can go on to. Yeah. I'm raising my voice. I get so excited on this. (laughs) Call me down. Call me down, Paul. (laughs) No way. Get going. But the problem is, I I love this illustration of fundamentalism. You have the truths of Christianity and and it's like a a hole, but to protect that hole that, that, that we don't go stumbling down the road of into the hole of liberalism, the, the the fundamentals they started putting fences around it to protect it mm. Mm. you know so you 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 have to go to church you have to wear certain clothes you can't do this if you call yourself a christian mm. you can't do that you have to do this yeah and all of a sudden those became the fundamentals instead of the the essential things that was a wow. horror i did not do a great so if you're trying to picture what i just said in your mind don't <laughs> I'm not sure I painted a very good picture, but I think the point can be understood. Yeah. Well, isn't it that we kind of stop focusing on the majors? Yes. And we major on the minors. You're smart and hot. I just love that. (laughs) Yes. Learned everything I know from you. Exactly. But but really, isn't that always it? Yeah. Like we we stop thinking about the very things that Jesus taught and he lived. And then we start focusing. We add to it. It's really what the Pharisees did in the Old Testament, didn't they? Exactly. I love the story. Of when you were, we were in England, we remember in the Air Force, we moved to England, we went to yes. a fundamentalist church. And I mean, there wasn't we, a lot of options back no. then. In 19, so, what was that? 1984? Uh, yeah. Probably but, anyways, something. in this area, yeah. there were other good churches. We just unfortunately chose this area. one for the first six months, three months. I don't know how long we lasted now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
because remember, our clothes hadn't got shipped and we were living out of our suitcase yeah. and you wore pants to church. Yeah, I didn't. And the I pastor didn't. that week saw you and for some reason, I think he changed his sermon and he preached he on liberalism and women wearing pants. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did. I think he mentioned it like 10 times. And as we were looking around at the 36 people in the congregation <laughs> no. with us, and I'm thinking, I feel very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> yes. And, and that's what be an example of fundamentalism. There's nothing spiritual. Now, if you want to take the biblical principle from the law about men are not supposed to wear women's clothing and women, okay, let's talk about that and let's flesh it out. But don't start making laws of how that looks when right. we haven't discussed it, we haven't had dialogue or with it. I don't think you were trying to be a man. I don't believe I was. No, exactly. I think you were <laughs> yeah. holding a baby at that time. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, think yeah. it was like 20 degrees outside. But that's fundamentalism <laughs> when you know, you're know you like, well, if you smoke, you're going to hell. No, if you smoke, you're going to get cancer and die. But you're not probably going to you know. So let's just call out the truth of these things. Yes. Don't exaggerate. That's what fundamentalism does. And we want to live mm. in the radical middle. It really does take yeah. us back to... Sorry, I shouldn't have been so extreme about smoking and dying, but just stop smoking. Okay, there you go. So <laughs> it might be a wisdom shameless, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's where we talk about the radical Christian uh, life and living in the radical yeah, middle. The radical we want middle. to be in there. And yeah. now within the Christian realm, within evangelicalism, we want to talk about the, the radical middle between cessationists and continuationists. Oh, do you want to talk about that for a minute? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, yes, I do. Because I've seen I the do, radical because, change in you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I always laugh when we Christians make up words that aren't in the scriptures. Um, there's another rabbit trail of that about the Trinity. The Trinity isn't actually in the Bible in the sense of the word isn't in the Bible, but the whole idea of the, the Trinity, theology, the definition yes. and the theology there, not and the doctrine. Yes, yes. We believe in we the believe Trinity in is defined the, by the Nicene Creed. So there you yes, go. Yes, it's one of the creed. tenets yes. of our faith. Yes, it is. Exactly. It is. Um, so that's not what we're talking about. But um, we grew up in an environment, um, not grew up in it, but came to faith in an environment where um, the church had believed that any of the miracles had stopped at some point, hence the word cessationism, stopped, they stopped. So with the coming of the Holy Spirit, um, you didn't... I'm not sure that, uh, I don't know if that's... Did exactly, I define they, I don't well. think they would. I think, because I was at the bastion of a school of... of well, this would be an extreme. Yeah, that yeah. would have been a They would say extreme. miracles yeah. could still happen. Yes. They would say the sign gifts have stopped. Uh, that's yes. the That's a good thing. qualification. Yes, and exactly. And nobody has the gift of, you know prophecy and nobody has the mm. gift of miracles I, mm. a great way of or healing maybe yeah certain but, things yeah but to give them the benefit of the doubt i mean it's not like they're heretics we're not no, saying that but, no, but they all. don't believe that the sign gifts are still when we say sign in gifts, operation. what we mean is like prophecy is still not around speaking mm -hmm. in tongues does not happen anymore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there are no apostles now so when we come to the famous passage in ephesians 4 mm -hmm. and god gave apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers, mm -hmm. somewhere they draw a line there. Mm. And they don't. Nobody knows what to do with evangelists in the church, mm. <laughs> so they're just kind of yeah. out there, like be Billy Graham, I guess. I don't know. What do you do? Yeah, but yeah. but they cut a, they cut out apostles and prophets. Like those are just that is another podcast that we need to do on, about you know how we operate within the church and with outside. Oh outside yeah, I love to teach on that. I know. So, we'll yeah. do that one next time. Okay. But okay, yeah. let's stay with this. Yeah, <laughs> then, yeah, then, yeah. Then you have so they call those. 
cessationists because they believe in the cessation or the ending of the sign gifts. And then you have the continuationists and they right. believe that the sign gifts have happened and it's all for today, just Everything. like it's been back in the apostolic times. Right. There's dangers on both of those sides. Mm -hmm. When, was, isn't it always what we say when you go to the extreme of either one? Yeah. You're probably going to have some um, misteaching yes. on that. And I'll show you great Christians on each side of the fence. Absolutely. I mean, and I'm, I love when people want to come up and argue with me about these things. And I love to have discussions. There's a difference between arguments just to fight and then discussions to learn. And Absolutely. that's how we've grown in this area. Yeah. But yeah. I love to just remind people, you know, they say there's over a couple billion people yet who still need to hear the gospel. Yes. We know literally hundreds and hundreds of languages that still need to have the Bible translated yes. into us. And we work about, with people who translate Bibles. Yeah, yeah. So we get that. You want, you want to argue it. about speaking in tongues? Mm, it's not my highest priority right now. Yes. Okay? Keep the first things first. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. and if they're making. So, why did we even bring this up? Because we want to live in the radical middle. Mm -hmm. And that's what. So, <laughs> let's go down this road because this is to me Are the most <laughs> in, well this is the most important road that we can go down. Mm. This is what our lives are based on. This is what our ministry is based on and this is what when we've stand before the judgment seat of Christ in the last day mm. we're going to give an account of and and I think it's that important that everyone should know it. Yeah. And it's called the gospel. Yes. We need to talk about the gospel and the gospel yes. is the center of the radical Christian life yeah. because if you focus on the gospel, you will live in the radical middle because when people are trying to pull you to extremes, you're going to keep coming back to, no, let's make it about the gospel. Let's talk about the gospel. So when somebody comes up to me and argues me like, well, do you believe in prophets for today? I'm like, man, that's a great question. Uh, let's talk about that. But let me ask you a question first. What's the gospel? And then it usually gets awkward. You want to talk about this or should I keep going? I think you should keep going. Because I'm so passionate. What happened about 2008? You know, we lived in the Middle East and worked with Muslims. Mm -hmm. And it really hit me. If you ask a Muslim anywhere in the world, now think about this. If you ask a Muslim anywhere in the world, what is your gospel? What is your message that we must believe in order to go to what they call Jannah, uh, paradise mm -hmm. in the Quran? And mm -hmm. What is it? I don't care if that Muslim is in Bangladesh in Mecca or in Florida, mm -hmm. they're going to say the same answer. Yes. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulallah. There is no God but Muhammad. There's no God but Allah. Muhammad is the apostle of Allah. Yeah. And if you believe that and say that three times in profession and believing it and saying it in mm -hmm. front of three believers, you are now in you're a Muslim. Mm. And it really got me thinking. Wow. So at that moment, about 2007, 2008, I started asking Christians, I know, hey, what's our message? What's our gospel that we preach mm -hmm. that we must believe in order to be saved? Mm -hmm. And I am not exaggerating. If I ask 10 Christians that question, I'll get 11 different answers. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And it's changed our lives. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Very important because it, it's that, you know, you go all over the world and you teach in seminaries and you do what you do, um, all kinds of areas from the jungles of Papua New Guinea mm -hmm. to the highest places in the Middle East and seminaries and in India and everywhere. And you ask this question and, and you know, part of it is it, I mean, it's, it's our passion for sure. Part of a, it is coming out of a sense of dismay. And what I mean by that is that we cannot connect as unified believers in the yeah. body of Christ of understanding what the gospel really is. Now, we've had people say, oh, you can't draw a line like this. Oh, it can't be that simplistic. Yeah. 
What yeah. verse would you go to? Where do you go to in the scriptures that you would say, no, this is actually scriptural? That's exactly right. I love to tell the story. I was with a group of seminary students and we were talking about, I was teaching this and they literally, it, it didn't bother me so much that they didn't agree on what the answer was. They they were arguing with me that you can't even have an answer. I'm like, mm. wow, welcome to postmodernism. We can yeah. all just come up wow. with our own definition of the gospel. We can create what yeah. we believe the ultimate reality. God is something. love. Yeah, exactly. He is love. He Hallelujah. is love. Yeah, yeah. 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 You awesome. can believe yeah. that and go to hell. Mm. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's not going to save you. Right. And so uh, so when going back, when that when that young man asked me, do, do you believe in prophets for today? Mm. I'd love to ask him, what is the gospel? Because I want to make sure we're on the same team before we start getting into debates Doug, that is about so good. Third. I love that. It, well, I thank you. That. Yeah. Thank you. It really is good. <laughs> and shameless plug, I, I, we don't want to make this about us, but mm -hmm. I would encourage you to go to our YouTube page on Serving Beyond Borders, and you're going to see little three and five minute videos that Paul and I, you and I have done mm -hmm. that, that talk about the gospel. Yeah. And if anything goes viral, I want these videos to go, I want them to have 100 million views. Not so we can get anything. We won't. It'll all go back into Serving Beyond Borders. We're yeah. not trying to be famous. We're not trying to make money. But every person on this earth, and that is our goal, that every man, woman, and child mm -hmm. will hear and understand the gospel and then make the decision based on God's sovereignty, whether they become a follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So what is the yeah. gospel? 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5. I love to yeah. say, it's not my opinion. It's not my answer. Like, well, Doug, what do you think the gospel is? Yeah. Who cares what I think the gospel <laughs> is? What does the word of God say? Yeah. And yeah. one place we have a clear definition of the gospel. Now, the word gospel means good news. Mm -hmm. And so it's used, good news is used different times. So you hear about mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. gospel of the kingdom because the kingdom is good news. Yes. And you hear different ways the word good news or gospel is used. But when mm -hmm. it's talking about salvation, mm -hmm. getting us from hell into heaven, getting mm -hmm. us from darkness into life, 1 mm -hmm. Corinthians gives us a clear definition. Yeah. Because there Paul says, now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preach to you, mm -hmm. by which you believe, by which you are saved, he says. He literally says that they're saved. That is a great word yeah, that but, we don't talk a lot about. Yeah, exactly. Saved. Yeah. 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 Then he goes on to say, uh, and then he goes on to say, which you hold fast unless I preached in vain. Uh, and then you can get into, well, can you lose your salvation? And then people forget about the gospel another, and they get into another <laughs> yeah, secondary know, argument. Know, it yeah, just yeah. drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. But then in verse 3, I have delivered unto you as of first importance what I also received. Mm. Let me digress here for a moment. Mm. If you look at Galatians. It's called the rabbit trail. Oh, you know me. You love I rabbit love trails. rabbit trails. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like I always tell my, my students sometimes like my rabbit trails better than my actual <laughs> classes. And so they're more entertaining. <laughs> but in this... Remind we have to remind people continuously. Paul didn't make this up either. He says in Galatians 1, he, he received it from Jesus Christ as a revelation from Jesus Christ, Galatians mm. chapter 1, verse 12. Mm. Then he goes and he presents it to the apostles to the Jews. He was the apostle to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. He went and uh, presented it to the apostles of the Jews. Peter, James, and John in Jerusalem. Mm. And he gave them the message that he was, him and Barnabas were preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. They agreed that that is the gospel and they gave what's called the right hand of fellowship. So if you go into some churches and they greet you with that right hand of fellowship, that's where it comes from. Mm. It means we're unified now it's on a, the gospel. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah, now in the pandemic, Maybe yeah. give you the right elbow you know, of faith, <laughs> of fellowship. So, uh, but Paul says it just like this in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 5. Christ died for our sins according to the scripture and was buried and was raised mm. on the third day according to the scriptures. And then he appeared to the 12, uh, to Cephas and then to the 12. Is it that simple? 
It's that simple. Wow. That's why Jesus said little children could come unto him. Yeah. Little children can believe that Jesus. Now, you notice it doesn't say Jesus is, Jesus died for our sins. It uses mm. his title, the Christ. Because that's, that, that's not his last name? No, it's death. <laughs> I know, most people think it's his last name. Yeah. No, but think about it. When P, Jesus is asking his disciples in Matthew chapter 16 and in the other synoptic gospels, which means Mark and Luke, just try to use those fancy terms to sound smart, <laughs> you know? Who do people say that I am? What was the great confession of faith of Peter? You are the Christ. You're the Christ. The, the son, son of, of the living God. And Jesus yeah. says, boom, on that I'm going to build my church. The yeah. gospel is what his church is built on. Yeah. He's the Messiah, the son of God. That's what Christ means, Messiah. And he died for our sins. Yeah. You, wow. want to, you want to talk about progressive Christianity? A lot of people now we're finding they believe, oh yeah, Jesus died on a cross. But substitutionary atonement, mm. he took my sins and God put my sins on his son. That's divine yes. punishment. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, that's the did. gospel. That's I'm I stand free. Upon. And, yeah. so, and you know what's so funny? You hear this, uh, you want to get theological for a moment? <laughs> we're going to yeah, whether I'm I say to. no or yes. But we've <laughs> talked about it, but, but you still, we have to understand what's coming out in the world and it's getting into the church. Mm. And we love Christus Victor. That's Christ is the king. He's the victor. Christ He's the, the one victor, who's yeah. going to conquer all your problems. And He's he going to give you the life you want to you know, have right now. He's going to fulfill your destiny. And, and then it becomes about us. Mm. You know what the first message mm. Peter preached in Acts chapter 2? The very first message he preached when he summed it all up and he told people what to do, he said, repent, each of you, and be baptized in the name of mm. Jesus. Why? For the forgiveness of sins. Yeah. Christ died for our sins. And then he was yeah. raised on the third day. That's the gospel. He's alive. Yes. He's coming back. And I live for him, not for this world. Yeah. That's the gospel. That's what the radical Christian life is. Yeah. That's where I live in the radical middle. I'm always going to bring it back to that. You want to be a fundy, go be a fundy. You want to be a progressive, go be a progressive and watch your life fall apart. But when you come back to the mm. radical middle and you bring it back to the gospel and you talk about the gospel and you talk about the things of the gospel, mm -hmm. man, watch what, well, look what he did. Two messed up people. Mm -hmm. No one thought our marriage was going to work, mm -hmm. thought our kids were going to be whacked out. I mean, you read my, our parenting book and you, Literally, a guy told me my kids are going to end up on drugs because of me. Well, <laughs> praise God they didn't. And uh, yeah, why? Because of the gospel. Yeah. That makes the difference. So. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's intense. That is, that is, that, that was intense. So there's your question. What is the radical Christian life? I think we give you an answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do we have time for a question? Nope. Okay. It's going to have to wait till next time. No, let's do a question. Okay. Come on. Are you in? Yeah. It's a good one. We had okay. a couple that we were going to choose from. Um, this one comes actually from Ohio. Ooh. United States question. Hopefully um, they wrote it in the summer, not the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, this is a great question. I'm hesitant that living fully devoted to Christ will conflict with caring for my family. How do I balance this? That is. That. That is. is that is a great question. You know, I'm not going to answer it. I want you to answer it because I think you have a great story because you actually started living the radical Christian life before yeah. I did. Uh, yeah, we be, we became believers. We um, were walking with Jesus and we moved overseas. I was you in were in the Air, Air Force. Force. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you started going back into drinking a bit. And I was concerned about this because I knew your background and knew what you were mm -hmm. um, before Jesus made a huge change in your life. And so I had been going to a Bible study 
during that time and, you know, had had great input and influences in my life from the word of God and, and fellowship. And you really didn't. It was a, it was a dry period for you. You you we all use this old term. You were backsliding. Yeah. You know yeah. that when you think about that, I don't know that anybody says that anymore. But when you think yeah. about it, yeah, you're moving backwards instead of an upward trajectory. That's yeah. what we always say. Yeah. Like that's Onward. that's our thing. You want to be on an upward trajectory with Jesus, um, and that's the goal because none of us are going to hit perfection, and yeah. we all start at different places. Um, but you know, I we were we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, and you were you had said you made this comment like I never nagged you or anything. I I don't know that that was entirely true. I think I did nag you. <laughs> I think I there much, were, though. you know, little, you know, the side things of what are you doing, you know, all that. But then I really realized like this isn't going to get anybody anywhere and I'm going to live full on for Jesus. And however Doug chooses to live is how he chooses to live. And at that time in our life, we had two children two small children. And so I remember one time you were going to go out or do something and we had to talk about it. And I just said, Hey, I'm living for Jesus. Whatever you're going to do, do your thing. You know, that's up to you, but not just that. Like I, I was praying heavily for you during that time. Well, and it worked too, because yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had that, you know, smug husband attitude, like, yeah, babe, I'll do what I want. You know, that kind of thing. I didn't know you were going to sick the hounds of heaven on <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you started exactly. going to Rob's Bible study. I did. But even as much as that, like praying to the Holy yeah. Spirit, I, I really realized I couldn't be your Holy Spirit, yeah. and I didn't want to be. Yeah. I didn't want to carry that burden. Yeah. Well, and God used so Rob to speak, and as did. soon as he spoke, the Holy Spirit convicted my heart. And since that time in 1986, we've been living the radical Christian life. Yeah. So yeah. back to the question. So what that taught us is you live full on for Jesus and let God take care of your family. Yes. I mean, so one of the yeah. passages... You don't forsake your family. It's never that. No, no. Paul, Paul says in First Timothy, you're worse than an infidel if you mm -hmm. don't take care of your family. Mm -hmm. But also, one of those passages we love to talk about that you don't hear a lot in church these days, mm -hmm. whoever does not hate his own father and mother mm, and wife wow. and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life cannot be my disciple. Luke 14, wow. 26. I mean... I always love to tell people, it's not Jesus first and then Paul is second and my children third. No, 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 no. It's Jesus first and somewhere down below is Paul and the kids. Yeah. I'll let him take care of her. I'm living full on for Jesus. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when pastors fall and you hear all these scandals in the church mm. or when all these problems or, or literally how many women we come to us and say, well, my husband doesn't go to church. Well, that's okay. You can. If, I mean, again, maybe there's a circumstance you can't because you have to take care of kids or whatever. I'm not saying that, but you can still have you. You can still read your Bible. Your mm -hmm. husband, go in your closet and hide if your wife's going to nag you about reading the Bible. Well, then go and hide and do it, you know, whatever. But that doesn't affect that you can live full on for Jesus. Yeah. And when yeah. you do that, what you're actually doing, what 1 Corinthians 14 says, your children are being sanctified because of your commitment to mm -hmm. Jesus. You may have a non-believing spouse. Your children might not what you're doing. You may be a young person and you're, we know young people. I know if we know a man whose dad literally pulled a gun and tried to kill his son by becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. Yes. And now his dad is, I don't know if he's a believer yet, but he's making inroads. Yes. Because he saw the testimony because his son decided yeah, to live full on for Jesus. He did. And he lived it out. Yeah. So yeah. My, the answer to the question is you live mm -hmm. full on for Jesus and let him take care of your family. If you try to take care of your family and don't live full on for Jesus, then you're taking care of your family. And I hate to say it. No, I love to say it. <laughs> Jesus can do a better job. He's done yes. a better job at leading our kids than you and I have. 
Absolutely. Boom, yeah. mic drop. Let's in. <laughs> that looks like a good place to If you got end. any more questions, we'd love to answer them. Just write us at info at servingbb.org. And uh, if there's a good question, we're going to get to it. If it's off the wall, we may write you back and say, what <laughs> yeah. in the world are you talking about? But either way, we'll have fun. Thanks for yeah. listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we. And let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.